Hello, friends. So let me give you a little bit of setup for this episode. Rick Darge is a friend of mine. I've known him for seven years. We met on a Mutual Friends film. And ever since then, we've been friends. And Rick Darge is one of the most talented people I know. He's a wizard when it comes to uh, filmmaking, when it comes to videos, when it comes to short films, when it comes to music videos. He's just one of the most talented guys. A couple years ago, uh, Rick kick-started a budget for a feature. And the way he made this feature is one of the most ballsy things I've ever heard. He rented a bus and they kickstarted very little money. Like they kickstarted 30 grand and they rented a bus and he took the entire cast and crew across country, you know, filming this film, which uh, originally was uh, about uh, chance and fate. It is about chance and fate. And the film is called Zen Dog. And now he's uh, finally like completed it and he's sending it to festivals and stuff. And really, I wanted to just ask him about what he went through because I, the logistics of what he did are seem really crazy to me. And I just wanted to know how it was and stuff like that. When he came last night, I, uh, we had technical difficulties because, and it took us an hour and a half or, you know, an hour or something to figure out what was going on. And it turns out one of the mics was backwards, but we spent an hour looking at YouTube tutorials of, you know, people with the mixer and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And then finally we realized the, the mic is backwards. And so anyway, this conversation at some point, Listen, if it annoys you, I apologize. But at some point, I did take a giant rip of uh, a bowl. Like, I, I smoked a bowl just because at the beginning, I was trying to be all serious and, and do, like, a serious interview, like I'm Charlie Rose or something. And then eventually, I was like, fuck it, I want to smoke. And then so then I, I, I took a rip, and uh, I kind of loosened up and stuff. And, and uh, Rick really... Uh, you know, gave me some some good info and good, uh, you know, insights into his process, into making Zendog, into, you know, just, just, and then it goes into like this kind of, kind of spiritual thing that, you know, we started talking about. It was a really, really great conversation. And um, I really hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, here is Rick Darge talking about the making of Zendog and why drugs are good. I'm dumb. Yeah. I'm really dumb. I just threw my phone on your bed. Yeah, well, we we just... How long was I? I've been here for like three hours, two yeah, hours. Two hours trying to figure out the goddamn microphone, and it turns out that the microphone was fucking we spent, backwards. We spent like a solid... Dude, I'm still breaking the mic. We spent a solid, I think, almost an hour 
with the mixer yeah, and looking yeah. up online tutorials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we figured out the mic was turning. It was and it's on. all because I'm an idiot. No, you're not and, an idiot. Well, okay, like last week, Jason was here, and you met Jason. Yeah. And Jason is a voice guy. So we had none of this problem. Like, it, th this problem didn't even come up. See, I think it's me. No, it's no, me. No, because I'm breaking the mic stand right now. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. But That's just fine. keep it going, so I'm going to... It's okay. Yeah. I was trying yeah. to move it up. Rick, I have so much to talk to you about. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited that we're finally yeah. doing this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool, you know? Like, yeah. it's a fun thing. Do you want to start over, or do you want to... No, no. This okay. Is <laughs> okay, fuck it. Okay. Rick. Not at all. A couple, like, uh, a month ago? Yeah. Or two months ago, I did with you uh, one of your short films. Yes. Meet Me on the Mountain? We did that. Then With we, we did another one. Golden Boys. Yeah. And okay. I, Golden Boys. And when we were doing it, this was it was very interesting for me because it was the first time I saw you in that state yeah. where you're creating something yeah. and you're not scared, but you're frazzled. Yeah. And you're fucking afraid. <laughs> yeah. And and you're sort of and I I, I could That's just my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a wet raccoon. It was awesome. And by the way, the last thing that I recorded with Jason, when I listened back to it, it was fine. But yeah. I notice I do this a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. right. When someone is talking. <laughs> well now I'm, I'm gonna just pay attention to Yeah, that. no, no, now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. I just because I take silence as rudeness sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't want you to think I'm rude when you're talking. But listen. Okay. So I saw you, you were fucking afraid. And it was and for the whoever's listening, Rick has different modes as an artist. There's major Rick, which we'll get to with like Zen Dog, major short films that you've made, and 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 like music videos, like the LCD sound system music video. Yeah. That's like I consider that the major Rick. And then there's the Rick where it's like you're an artist that's like doodling. You know what I mean? And yeah. I consider like the disposable videos, the doodling and stuff yeah. like that. But it was interesting for me seeing you. Even with something, and it, they were, you know, Meet Me on the Mountain was cool, and I still haven't seen Golden Boys because you haven't finished it. But, like, even with those things, which were, the, the canvas was relatively small, you were crazed and, and kind of, not crazed, but you, 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 your nerves, you were nerves. Yeah. You were like a bundle of nerves. Yes. But not totally. And it made me really wonder how much of a fucking bundle of nerves you were. <laughs> <laughs> when you were in charge of a whole crew going across the effing country in a bus. Yeah. And you're going from state to state, shooting on location. Every day, are you waking up like, fuck? Or what was your state of mind at that time? My state of mind, it, it's interesting because I kind of thrive in that kind of anxiety of like watching time slip away yeah. and i'm like I, i'm trying to you know just center myself as a person more and more mm -hmm. to be able to but i i enjoy that yeah i enjoy that kind of uh that resistance that yeah. you get i think there's resistance in everything you do you know and any kind of creative work there is going to be resistance the moment you say yes i'm gonna do this project i'm gonna do this little tiny short film or a big movie mm -hmm. whatever it is but um i don't feel like nervous or I don't really feel it doesn't feel like nerves to me because I guess it's just a language you know for me like nerves is like a sickly kind of yeah wondering if it's going to work I feel very alive making anything right. and yeah like, it's funny hearing from you that I do have nerves yeah like, no, no no I mean don't get me wrong it didn't maybe nerves is not the right yeah. word but I've never I mean dude no you, no it's yeah I'm, I'm curious like well uh, it's like 
any artist, you're bringing something into the universe yeah. that doesn't exist. Yeah. It's not there and it's up to you. It's like birthing something or yeah. something. And it's just usually when we see each other, we're usually smoking and we're usually like chill and like, hey, you know, like we're talking and joking yeah. and stuff. And Margaritas. it was just in interesting for me to see you in that mode of creation. And it was just a different Rick. Yeah. It, I, I wouldn't say nerves, but yeah. I would say it was not the sitting on the couch talking about yeah. funny stuff and stuff. It was the Rick that's like, I got to make something. Yeah, like, no, definitely. Like, uh, you feel that all the time. Yeah. To me, it's just time. Like, you can... I don't like to waste time or, or, or move slow or, like, mm -hmm. think... Because I think, like, it's good to keep things moving. And I, yeah. at least for me, in my mind, always be thinking and not really resting. I don't know. It feels like... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I remember when we did that short film, uh, Golden Boys, and it was, like, intense. Because, like, there's a lot of variables there. We yeah. were working with an, an actor that we didn't think was going to show up. You know, things were very loose with dialogue and like just the whole idea was just kind of fly by night. But I don't know. I really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Like I just find it. It's the fucking best feeling. Yeah. Like I feel like a, a like a you know wild animal or something like that. Like I'm just feel it just feels good. It's like when yeah. you wear like, you know, a nice fucking jacket. You know what I mean? I don't know. So would that you... feeling of like slipping on the jacket is yeah. being in production. It's fun. Would you say you, you, you thrive on that chaos like that? that sort of i thrive on the feeling of uh creating like creation just making something yeah, yeah. like whether it's getting a shot or it's um you know like putting an edit together like i love seeing things like come together mm -hmm. like it's such a like a, a beautiful language that we we have we can create yeah, like, yeah we can make these visual things and we can use sound and we can use the power of editing you know to like invoke weird emotions yeah. or or you know familiar emotions yeah and so it's uh i don't know i i do thrive in that chaos i like when things like kind of don't go my way because mm -hmm. then i have to adapt and go another way so right, right. zendog making that movie uh my you know first real feature film going cross country really you know taught me how to um be okay to adapt and move like mm -hmm. go with the current because when you're making something like that especially with a crew going across country you know uh in a bus that we didn't even know was going to make it you yeah know? just so many variables so many things can go wrong or right and uh it's crazy when they do go right but there's always an obstacle it's not like yeah. you go out there and make something and it's like it was perfect no there's twists and turns yeah. there there was with everything yeah. there was one part in one of the making of things that and i'm gonna give a little preamble yeah. before i you know i'm gonna cut this together and stuff but i'm gonna tell cool the people oh, right. like what you did like a thing which is you know basically you made this movie you kick-started the budget yeah and you made this movie and you went across the country on a bus with the crew with the cast and everything and you made this movie. There was one part in the making of documentary where you guys, I think, were trying to figure out a light or something. There was a, there was a problem with the light. Or so, something was... Yeah. It, it was light related. Yeah. And you just went like, I, I, I hate fucking making movies. <laughs> I, you know, and it was just... It was such a like honest moment because I know at the end of the day, that's not true. Yeah. You don't hate making movies, yeah. but it was just one of those things. It was just so interesting for me to see. Yeah. And... um. Did you ever have to 
yell at your crew? Did you ever have to sort of lay down the law and be like, no, motherfucker, like, listen to me. And you, you guys all have to sort of fall in line. Or was everybody sort of... Everyone on the bus was amazing. They were just yeah. like there to support the film, support my idea. Mm-hmm. Like they trusted the process. Like everyone was uh, just really awesome. Like I didn't have a problem with anybody. I really didn't. My problems came with, um, you know, in the post side of things, uh, once we got to, you know, sound finishing, we had a couple of issues that we had to iron out. So that was interesting. It was kind of a, um, basically we were promised like, you know, the sound would be mixed in three to four months. Right. Ended up taking like close to a year. And there was a lot of, uh, weird lying and manipulation with this company we were working for or really? working with i'm sorry um yeah i don't really want to go into no the no details, cool. but cool. no there was like a negative time where i wasn't sure when the film would be done and mm-hmm. you know i had people asking me and i mean it took a year to edit and then it took a year in post it wasn't supposed to take that long a lot of these issues kind of resolved around this company not being honest so I was in this, like, the ultimate obstacle. I mean, we had all these obstacles on the road, amazing mm-hmm. people that we worked with. And uh, once we got to post, there was this, this roadblock. And that's when I started doing disposable videos. Yeah. Because it was like, I didn't know what was going on. And mm-hmm. I had to, like, create something, you know. And it was, yeah. so it was like a reaction to, like, waiting. And uh, without going too much into it, um, it was kind of great at the end like you had these major obstacles and then you come out the other side and there's actually a positive like you know timing is yeah. everything we wanted this cat steven song uh the track is sitting and um we didn't think we would get it because he's hard to get releases for but we um started talking to them and it took around 10 months to get the song mm-hmm. so if we were finished with the mix you know, seven months prior, we wouldn't have been able to get that song at all. Right. But because it took so much time, other positives like fell in for time. Like I'm all about, I'm just understanding this That's life crazy. of timing and like moment, moments, 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 and yeah. forms work as well. Like I think about everyone that worked on the film and how they're all in different places in their life right now. Yeah. Like that was the perfect time to shoot. And we shot it, you know, with the perfect weather. And right. just, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Like, I mean, the Cat Stevens song is that I forgot the name, but it's dun 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 dun. Yeah. When you posted that on Facebook, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a good movie." Yeah. You know, um, when we were making "Meet Me on the Mountain," mm-hmm. you said, "Yeah, we're going with the universe." And blah, blah, blah. did you learn a lot of that on Zendog? Like, or did you always kind of have that attitude of like, "I'm surfing with the universe on my projects"? Yeah. You I know? mean, I really got that with Zendog. That really? film like taught me how to uh like let go and allow like natural just know that like it's not just you making a film like yeah. it's not you you know yeah. i was making like short stuff before that and weird little films this was the biggest project that i worked on in terms of collaboration and collaborating with an actor collaborating yeah. with the yeah. dp and editor everybody so it was a it was a lesson in like really quieting my mind and kind of listening to my inner voice and trusting Mm -hmm. that and like trusting that things were always going to work out and just trusting that like my voice was correct and Mm -hmm. like not doubt it and i mean that you naturally doubt things after you make decisions Mm -hmm. i think that's you know that's at least what i do and how i process it but in the moment i try not to doubt anything i just go that feels better go there Mm. so the whole film was like a lesson in that but i noticed that from the moment i said yes to making it that you know the idea that i thought the film would be came out you know in a very different way but it's still the same yeah thing. Yeah, yeah but you naturally like things will kind of 
snake their way through time. Mm -hmm. And like, you just have to kind of, I don't know, we had the ability and we had great support um, to be able to do those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the big difference between Rick pre-Zendog and Rick? I know that's a weird question, but like, do you notice, I mean, obviously, because enough time has passed, but what are some big differences between you before you embarked on this and after? Like, I'm yeah. sure you're like much wiser and, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, um, it, it's experience. It's yeah. hard to like think about what exactly yeah. it teaches you. That's I such think, a dumb question. I'm no, sorry. it's not at all. <laughs> I think the one thing, if you could sum it down to one thing, one thing it taught me is that um, like we all have like a voice. We have like an honest voice like yeah. within us that's kind of, guiding us i don't want to get spiritual but really yeah. it is like yeah. and i noticed it with this project it there was an other life is magic i mean it's a dream the fact that anything can be made and like come out of nothing and turn mm -hmm. into something the fact that we exist and we yeah. came out of nothing and now we're something we're in your room talking right yeah. now doing this podcast yeah. I mean, that's trippy in itself it, it is so i think zendog really kind of taught me the magic it, it showed me it reminded me again of like the true magic in life yeah. and like what life's about yeah and it's about and without getting too too much like spoilery details and stuff yeah a huge shift happened while, I guess, while you were cutting it, like a huge sort of, not like the concept changed, yeah. but you added something yeah. that wasn't there before. Yes. And how did you find that? And how did that sort of... That just came out of listening to yourself and like just, re you know, it's a reaction to itself. So I remember watching the film, I was watching dailies and we had time in between like production mm -hmm. and uh post where um or production we took time off basically yeah. after we were off the road so i had time to kind of reflect and go through footage and i just saw something i saw like another idea within there mm -hmm. that really wasn't you know kind of related to the plotty flipping of the coin jumping yeah. off the bridge moment yeah because the truth is while we were shooting a lot of that stuff was i mean i did so many rewrites on scripts and i just kind of worked on you know worked it out and and um spent time with it and then i remember when we were shooting like scenes out there in the open like i was just like pulling stuff away just like stripping off yeah. like things that i thought were important because they no longer felt right mm -hmm. and um that's interesting to do that and not stick to like what's there on the paper and just yeah. go from point a to point b but i knew when i was making this movie and when i started making it that it was going to be kind of this open process where it's like it's not just you know me writing it it's like mm -hmm. this entire other thing does that kind of scare you or does that... yeah of course yeah. it scares me yeah but um you know it's came from within me like yeah. you know i saw this this opportunity to take it into a, a different direction yeah. and there was a feeling of like it felt very right to do that but then mm -hmm. there's obviously a feeling of like well did i do the right thing by like changing the work in a way or changing, mm -hmm. but then that gets into expectations of what people think about your work. I think that idea and like, you know, as long as it selfishly satisfies me mm -hmm. and I feel that it works and I, cause that's, I'm going based on everything that I create is coming off just a feeling, yeah, like yeah. a feeling of being silly or dark or whatever you want to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And you're just riding on those feelings of, does it feel right? And if it feels right, then mm -hmm. it feels right. So, um, 
yeah, that's kind of where I am with yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, as human beings, like, we take on these projects and, and, and then we're like, okay, this is what it's, it's going to yeah. be. It's going to be this. Yeah, it was. That was the idea. And for me, the idea for Zen Dog was always this idea of like trusting your instincts and escaping. And mm-hmm. just like the idea of escaping and moving and like, mm-hmm. you know, acceleration, moving from one state of being to another. You know, it was physically about him going from San Francisco to New York City, a physical place. What I learned through post and learned through the shooting was it wasn't about the physical. It was the spiritual place of going from one place of like this low frequency vibration of, uh, you know, um, just negative thoughts and like just uh, non-growth. And that's what this character experiences at the beginning of the film. And through this... um, through you know through the whole film to the end it's like you can see him he basically like spiritually awakens yeah, you know, yeah without yeah. giving too much away yeah so it's very hard to uh like it's a it's i don't know it's a it's a hard sell of a movie i feel like you know because it's yeah it's what i don't know what kind of genre it is fuck it you know, <laughs> you know like, i should have sent it to you so you could watch it before i, this I would love to podcast. i've been waiting to see it for yeah, a I mean, long I'll just time give you a vimeo link like you know are you serious yeah but don't put this in yeah no no podcast. no. of course not yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, of course not. <laughs> you yeah. know but um do you what i say to that is you know i remember your your kickstarter campaign and the opening thing that you said while you were like eating the popcorn and stuff was yeah. You know, movies don't all have to be the same. And the the weird thing with with just kind of being here mm-hmm. is you assume because I feel like we have a kinship. Like we've been yeah. friends for seven years. You know what I yeah. mean? Which for me is forever. No, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember having this feeling when I was younger, like feeling like the people that I'm gonna meet in the film industry in my travels or whatever. Mm-hmm will care just as much as me yeah and i find that is so not true like most people don't care and and they're kind of douchey and it's like and the people that don't care everything that they come across that goes into their stupid heads has to be categorized in some way and the second they see something that can't it freaks them out yeah and they dismiss it or they just "Eh, it's yeah i don't know yeah you know what i mean and it's like I think as artists, yeah, there is that obligation of like making things that people will enjoy and like and stuff. But I mean, not to sound like an old man, but it's like, fuck, man. Like, no, it feels like nobody is making anything interesting. And then and then if you look, you you find the interesting things. But it just feels like, I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. People like you are sort of necessary to the system because you're you know i don't know like one time i was talking to jesse sorry i'm rambling but yeah, like no. i was talking to jesse and we were to, that when i met him yeah. when, on on golden boys and i was saying that like uh yeah you know like we grew up in the 90s and during the 90s the indie film movement was like a huge thing and it was like there was just this feeling of like like i remember the year of 99 when like fucking fight club and yeah. three kings and american beauty and it honestly felt like, yeah, everybody cares. Everybody should care. And I don't think everybody does. And it's like going to Zen Dog, it's like you have this thing that is a work of art. It is not a product. Yeah. Pers- you know what I yeah. mean? And it's like, you know. I remember I- having meetings like about it before we went into production. We were looking for fin- you know, additional financing. Mm-hmm. And um, we were, I met with this one producer and he was going... 
talking about how, um, you know, trying to categorize it as like a Christian spiritual film. <laughs> I'm like, there's nothing Christian about it. Yeah. I mean, we use uh, the philosopher Alan Watts throughout mm-hmm. the film. He's a character in the movie. His, uh, his voice is sewn into the fabric of the film. Right. And um, Watts is, you know, obviously talks about spiritual spirituality. <laughs> Can't talk right <laughs> now. Uh, Eastern philosophy and, and this one producer just equated that to Christian. Christ- yeah. Like make a Jesus movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, it has to get out there. So we don't know what it's going to do. Yeah. You know, it's still in that state of like, you know, out at festivals and, and well, that's uh, cool. Yeah. And that's like, the dream. I mean, you know, like, definitely. I mean, that's part of it, yeah. you know, but what's, what's next with, uh, with, with just you. Oh, with me. Yeah. What is next? I'm, uh, I've got a, uh, that's a, a dumb show. question too, by the way, but no, I've got this show that I, uh, worked on. Uh, years ago that I directed and helped co-create called uh, Mikey Garden. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, uh, it's basically like Martha Stewart on acid. Yeah. Uh, if you've not seen it, MikeyGarden. With Archibald Co- Coxman. Archibald Coxman is the host. <laughs> um, but it's cool. Jack Black was in some of our web shorts and uh, we were going to get it on Adult Swim. We took a bunch of meetings, but oh, yeah. it kind of went belly up because he's too giant corporations couldn't agree to fucking money yeah and yeah. without really getting into it but we've been taking it around and we've got some interest yeah. so okay rick i have a weird question yeah now let's let's real talk real talk okay real talk as a filmmaker as a film would you ever do like like say you're making like a normal movie yeah. would you ever do a part with like hardcore penetration or something like that kind of like gaspar noel or whoever you know like make like a serious movie but with like fucking yeah, I never thought about that okay. until right now. I was just wondering. I probably do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've thought about it. Yeah, you know, it would have to be like gratuitous, like in comedic, like yeah, two super like you know obese people. That was such a pervy question. But. Like two, <laughs> if they were like two giant obese people fucking, yeah, and they were yeah. like in their mid fifties, like yeah. I would do that. That yeah, would be yeah. cool. Yeah, but I don't want to see like a beautiful girl get fucked because <laughs> yeah. like. You know, what's the point of that? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's seen that. Yeah. But see, two giant fat people yeah. fucking. I that's, have. That's funny. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Yeah, yeah. That'd Are you seeing it right now in your mind? Like on a refrigerator? Or like. like uh, Just like on the shag carpet, dude. Yeah. They rent a the cabin and Big Bear and go up there with the fire on. There's just, food everywhere. <laughs> there's food everywhere. <laughs> and just puts ice cream on his you know, dick. And covered you know. in mayonnaise. And, yeah. Yeah. But um, what else? Baked in the oven. <laughs> 425 degrees. Yeah. Um, how big of a part uh do uh like when you're writing and shit yeah how do you like open up those doors in your mind whoa did you hear those chimes yeah that was <laughs> that was amazing do you know what's funny do you want to hear something funny yeah. okay because you know i smoke weed and my room yeah. is right next to my parents yeah so for my mom's birthday yeah i got her these chimes uh-huh. so i know when they leave and enter the room <laughs> So I can like put the weed away or something, you know, like when I hear the chimes, I like, you know, pack everything up and stuff, you know, so we have like a don't ask, don't smell policy. You just use chimes to communicate. Yeah. 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 But right when you said open your mind, that was like good timing. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's the universe, man. But like, um, you know, like you're that's spir- exactly, that's what it is right there. That moment with the chimes. Yeah. That's how you get ideas. Yeah. Like they come, I don't think you generate anything. Like for me, when you sit down and you're like, I'm going to do a funny idea like nothing comes out mm-hmm. it's just like fucking turd fart jokes like <laughs> yeah. that's it like for me they just come to you like and they hold on so zendog 
I've been wanting to make a feature for years. I mean, my entire 20s, I wanted to make a feature, mm -hmm. but I didn't do it. I was just kind of like, you know, doing editing and shooting and like being able to save money and buy equipment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the one cool thing about doing Zendog is we didn't have to rent anything, we, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and, um, but uh, they just, that, that idea came to me. And all the ideas, that stupid ideas or big ones, you know, yeah. they just kind of latch on or they yeah. come to you. And the ones that are worth it, they just stay. And, and yeah they stay hard so yeah or they they turn a uh like there's like a storm to me like you just feel like this other momentum well, i think it's just being open honestly man mm -hmm. and just like just realizing you could die any day yeah like you know this could be your last day so just kind of treat and if you're making something big it's just time so every day is like building that block yeah but if you're making something short you can do it in yeah, an yeah. hour you yeah know? when you're doing something that you really like the idea won't leave and it's just one of those things and then you're at that point of no return like you you, you have to make it yeah do you have this kind of warm fuzzy kind of oh no electric feeling or <laughs> no no <dude. laughs> i remember the first day of zendog when we like left there was like this feeling of oh holy shit here we go the yeah, bus yeah. is loaded all the gas is up everyone's here all the contracts are signed everybody's like yeah. ready to go and we're yeah. about to get on the road and there's a sense of like you know when you're driving down the freeway and you just you think about like you can take the wheel and just go off the road if you want and mm -hmm. like go off a cliff but you're not going to do that. You're going to stay. On the yeah, path. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible metaphor. <laughs> but like, there's that feeling of like, it just comes down to fucking doing it. That's yeah, it, I feel like. What was your because biggest... you can quit any day, like yeah. anything. Right, like there's. But no... that feels terrible. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, you know, what was the biggest anxiety during that whole thing? Because honestly, I cannot. I mean, I do my own stuff. Yeah. I can't imagine doing what you did. I really can't. Like when I sit down and write something and then I imagine all of the personalities that would have to, yeah. be, made, to be managed. That's to what do it some... is. Yeah, it's a That's... lot of personality management. Yeah. You know? You're managing I... everyone's expectations and making sure they feel, you know, loved and like that they're included in their are Especially important. like actors and stuff like oh, that. Oh, especially. But I mean, that just comes naturally because like, you know, I feel like you, your actor is, that's your eyes and ears of the film. Yeah, like, yeah. You've got to like make sure they're treated mm -hmm. you know with respect oh and, yeah yeah because yeah. um, i don't think it's an easy thing no yeah do, you know and they bring like kyle brought a lot to the table so yeah and kyle what was his story like how did you find him and uh, he was in him. walking dead and he was in walking dead and he was in a bunch of stuff uh, he's on the show um the outsiders right now in wgn oh yeah they're, uh, and they're shooting their second season um but uh yeah he's been doing really well yeah. i met him through a friend um that uh yeah and uh, got me in touch with kyle he read the uh, original script that we had and um we got along we clicked really well mm -hmm. we were doing a bunch of camera tests with people and we were auditioning for like nine months and just open calls we didn't have any money for this film i mean we raised 30 grand uh when all was said and done you know after we got all the taxes taken out mm -hmm. thirty thousand. that's all we had Damn. to pay for everything and uh you know initially it was not going to be like an actor that had some kind of clout and experience it was going to be um, you know, just kind of, I don't know. It's gonna. It was. It was a different idea back then. Even back with Kickstarter, it mm -hmm. was a different film, and um, it turned into a much bigger project. And yeah, we were able yeah. to get Kyle. But I remember seeing people for nine months and like not just being frustrated. Like, I, I need to make this movie. Yeah. Like, this is what we're doing, but the right people aren't coming. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, a couple of people were telling me to play the part, and I'm like, I don't want to act and direct. You know, I want to work with an actor. That's just that's always been mm -hmm, that way. Mm -hmm. I never saw myself in it. And um, 
Kyle just kind of came to us through this connection. Yeah. And like, I remember we, we filmed him, we did a camera test and like, I could tell right away, like he just had it. It was just, he just had this thing He had that, that nobody else had. Like it just, you know, you just feel it. Like yeah. I saw it and I knew it was going to happen too. It was weird. Mm-hmm. But I remember I first saw his picture like months before, like three months into casting. And I just didn't think he looked right for the part. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I just didn't want him at first. Yeah. And then like later it, he just came out. It was the right time. Yeah. It's all timing, man. What, what What is it about his, uh, like what kind of vibe did he bring to the, to the, to the part that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what I really love about Kyle is that he, he's just, he falls into these, these characters that he plays, you know, yeah. he falls into these ideas. He's not, it's not just a job. It's not just like an opportunity. It's not, he commits, he is there to, he loves to create and he loves to bring, um, you know, he's very serious and he brings like this, this gravity to like a set. Uh, He brought it to Zendog and, um, you know, he has a lot of respect for the craft and for the form. And Mm -hmm. he was very, he was awesome, man. Like he was so, it was extremely stressful conditions yeah he was cool he was great we got along really well and uh you know i think um yeah having him there just made me like want to work harder yeah yeah, just you know and better did you guys sleep in motels the whole yeah we slept in like motels and hotels and And the bus uh we had four bunk beds on the bus and my plan was to rotate different crew yeah. Onto those beds, but everyone basically said "fuck you" when we got on the road. <laughs> so the movie cost a lot more money than I thought it would Damn. be because we had to get like extra rooms and things like yeah, that for people. Yeah. So um, gas was like six hundred, seven hundred bucks every time we stopped. Jeez. I remember just like staring at the thing, like it's like, yeah. oh my god. But that was part of the experience. I mean, I had people telling me that we should film it in Oregon and California and just fake it and yeah. do that, but. To me, part of the experience was the journey. It was the journey of making yeah, it yeah. and how that journey informed decisions while we were in the process. Mm-hmm. If we were on a regular set and doing that, this would be a very different film. But yeah. I never wanted to make, that's never, that was never my intent to make a movie that was a traditional film. Like it was always to make something that was just part of this other thing, this cosmic, right, 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 right. you know, dance that goes on. And there was like a cosmic dance when we made it and everybody felt it. Everyone that worked on that set and that crew felt that it was something yeah. truly special. And it was, and I hope that that special feeling translates into people enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, the thing for me is like that it's not out there right now, you know, it's mm-hmm. finished, but we're like waiting on festivals to get back yeah. and it's, you know, without, um, proper support it's hard to figure out what the destiny of the film is you know there's self-distribution but it would be nice to get into some kind of distribution Mm -hmm. outlet so um you know we're working on it and i'm positive that you're going to be able to watch it on netflix and itunes yeah 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 because it is unique and it's interesting and one of the cool things about it is it's the first movie to ever use uh this this guy alan watts and if your audience has never heard of him before look him up google him alan watts yeah yeah He's got great. He's got this like really poetic cinematic voice and I always wanted to put him in a movie. Yeah. And it worked. What's funny is I noticed when you were doing Zendog when you started with the Kickstarter and everything. I noticed some people would, you know, I I saw like videos of like people using Alan Watts's voice yeah. for and they would cut together like stuff, beautiful stuff like footage. How did you how did that all come about with Alan Watts and how did you uh, how were you able to get the rights to his? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for the film, we have the oh, rights yeah. to use his... Uh, um, yeah, well, his uh, son is an executive producer on the movie. Oh, damn. And uh, he's involved with it as well. So, um, 
we basically, when I was writing the initial draft of the script, I went on this little week and a half long road trip uh, up north, like through Reno, Utah, and I came back mm-hmm. around, like through Vegas. And I remember I had the bare bones, the skeleton of it. I knew it needed work, and but um, I had something. Like I turned, went from nothing to something on yeah. this trip. And I remember as I was driving back in L.A., I was playing music, and I always kind of saw this as a traditional road film where music would be the tether mm-hmm. in between these moments. Um, I didn't really give much thought to that. Like so, I remember I was driving back, and my iPod uh, like shuffled onto. Um, it wasn't Alan Watts. It was like another philosopher. And uh, he was talking about life and the universe and existence. And it was funny because no um, talk, um, you know, MP3s played on this trip. It was all like music. So it was yeah. random that that would shuffle to it at that moment. And I remember when that was playing, I was looking at the landscape and I had this idea of what if we had like this kind of philosophy speech, like this, you know, just, like woven uh, into yeah, it. woven into the fabric of the in betweens. So rather than go music, we go into this, you know, yeah, talk, and that could kind of aid him or be with him yeah, on yeah, this yeah. trip. It makes sense, and to me, it was a cassette in a player playing out, you know, through the car speakers that he was listening. just like what I was experiencing right. at that moment. Yeah. It was a reflection of my life yeah. at that moment, and so I, I took this idea that it would have to be written. I would have to write. Um, uh, this character into the film. I didn't really think I, but Alan Watts was in my mind as mm-hmm. I was driving back, as I was thinking about that idea, I remembered Watts because I would listen to him when I was like, you know, 16, 17, 18. I put him in his voice in a couple of short films that I, mm-hmm. I did when I was in college. And, uh, I always wanted to do something with his voice. He just has this amazing, the way he speaks. Yeah. Like, like, like kind of, he just like the way he talks <clears throat> and just everything. I don't know. There's just something about his voice, like yeah. cinematically that works well with imagery, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like that's why you see, all these YouTube videos yeah, yeah, yeah. where people marry beautiful images to his voice. Mm-hmm. So I always felt that and um I wanted him, but my mind was like, oh you can't get him. Yeah. Like this is too it's Alan Watts. Mm-hmm. You know, for me he's like this hero of mine. So I just said you have to write that. I mean that's how your fucking mind, dude. You're yeah. like a prisoner of your mind. Your mind is always trying to sabotage you or like tell you to like just accept mediocrity or whatever. Yeah. And um I remember I had this discussion with a friend uh, about a week later when we were on a music video shoot. I was DPing, shooting. Uh, it was double penetrating. <laughs> DPing means dire- director, of t- <laughs> director of photography. Uh, so I was talking to this producer and I was telling him about the idea and what I wanted to do. And I'm like, I really want Alan Watts. And he goes, what? You just fucking go look up who owns the rights, dude. Yeah. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, just look up and send an email. That's my impression of him. He knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking, what are you, an idiot? He was coming, what are you, stupid, dude? Like, just fucking go online. And I was like, okay, thanks for the info. So yeah. I went home and I looked up uh, Alan Watts and I found, you know, an email. Uh, it was like an info at alanwatts.org, something like that. So I emailed um, this idea. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I was told in some producing workshop weeks before that you're never supposed to pitch someone, a stranger, your idea. No yeah. one gives a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck your ideas. Yeah. You're all shit. Like, no one's going to make anything. <laughs> this guy was terrible. He was so negative. Yeah. He was like, I made all these movies, but you guys can't do nothing. Yeah. So I think they do that on purpose because they yeah. want you to be like, fuck, fuck, go fuck yourself. Yeah. So uh, I remember I, I pitched him. It was like two paragraphs, like what the idea was at the time and what I wanted to do. And uh, he wrote me back like within 45 minutes. And he goes, I'm Mark Watts. I Yes, I own all the rights to the audio and video. And I really like your idea. Uh, I was coincidentally working on something, a piece of audio that was related to your plot. 
And um, that made me want to talk to you because his dad was all about synchronicity and how like, you know, moments in time and space like line up like coincidences, things mm-hmm. like that, the things that you feel just like, yeah. you know, just harmony, like what, you know, you experience. And he felt that in that moment and enough mm-hmm. to, you know, contact me. So we spent a few times like talking hours over the phone. I went up and I met him a few times in Sausalito and and we talked and he just wanted to be involved in the project. Yeah. And it was amazing. He gave us his full like 75 hours of uh, Alan Watts uh, audio and it was so daunting to be like which one do you pick you're like making a 90 minute movie where do you put it yeah what do you use and uh, those decisions just came through like the editing process it just came through like randomly listening at certain moments and things would start clicking yeah start marrying audio to the visuals because I didn't know what I was going to use in the script writing process. I left that open. I wanted to keep that open. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to lock those yeah. ideas down. I didn't want this character to, you know, learn about something and be like, oh, well, I learned. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like we want to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the magic happens in post. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah. And this is the first film feature film that he's been used in a narrative feature film mm-hmm. where his voice has been u- utilized in mm-hmm. a creative way. This... Uh synchronicity that yeah. you talk about with the universe were you perceptive to it when you first started listening to alan watts and that kind of put that in your head or is this something because i think like that too yeah i see things They've... like like a bird or something and i'll be like oh that's you know like not a sign but like it happens all the time yeah it like fits with everything yeah. like everything just kind of flows and yeah. i think the older you get the more you sort of pay attention to it and yeah. you notice it and i notice people that don't notice it are usually kind of miserable people. Yeah. Like they're usually really unhappy and they're like depressed because it's like living in the past. Yeah, the like there's nothing. It's like there's so much wonder and shit in the world and yeah. and just so so many weird things that I don't understand people that are just like oh, fuck this thing, you know, fuck my life. This is you yeah. Know, like, you know, it's like yeah, my Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. And we get, I got a cappuccino. Yeah, and they gave me a latte. Yeah, it's like you see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you with your fucking latte, and then there's that kid in Syria that a building fell on him. Oh, you, you know? know whose voice I was doing? Dave Zemay. <laughs> Zemet. Really? Yeah. Do it again? Hey, what you doing? I can't do it now. Hey, Nas. <laughs> hey, hi, hi, Dave. I Just fucking, fucking do it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking look it up. Dave is the best at giving notes. I love Dave. Dave's, yeah, I yeah, love Dave amazing. a lot. Because he he's the one guy that... Dave is a producer, but yeah. like he's the one guy that can give... He's him... a producer that told me about Alan Watts, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. No, oh. well, told me, go do oh, it. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. really? Oh, that yeah. was him? I have to thank Dave for Oh, me. that was... Yeah, yeah, he gave me the spark. No, Dave is the one guy that can give me notes, and I don't want to kill people <laughs> like like you know i can write something and he can give me notes and give me the most straight up like yeah. cut right to the bone yeah and i don't feel violent towards him yeah. like i actually think like oh thank you yeah Dave. he's got a good opinion yeah yeah, yeah. His, yeah. He, anything i do i always show him yeah. because it's like he's like you know yeah he just has a that kind of mind that can yeah. like sort of dissect stuff and yeah. stuff like that but um yeah what were you saying we were talking about people and uh, uh, synchronicity synchronicity yeah so are you like what happened? I mean, I you know, I think we. Uh, I don't want to blame it on doing mushrooms, but mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that did. Yeah, let's like, get into it. I think that did open me up. Uh, I've always been fascinated by um, drugs. Yeah, uh, not like doing crack and coke and all that shit, like yeah. garbage. But just interested in like how drugs can open your mind to new right. ideas and you know spiritually and yeah and whatnot. And I remember I did a a thing of ecstasy 
when I was about uh, 18 mm-hmm. at Disneyland and uh, with some college friends. And uh, that was the first like psychedelic I ever did. Right. And I was in a really like bad place in my life, like emotionally. Like yeah. I was fucking 18. I was in LA. I yeah. just, I missed home. Like I didn't know if I was, this was the right thing. This was the right school. Just, you know, questioning things. Yeah. Like it's just a, it's an odd age. I mean, it's an odd life, but it's an odd age. And, um, I, uh, I took E and I totally just I transformed in that moment. Yeah. I felt like just this empathy that I never felt with, uh, on this super strong level with complete strangers that yeah. were in the park. I remember looking at people and just connecting with them and like realizing we all were part of this one thing. I yeah. always understood that, but I never like felt it like that strong. Yeah. So that really left an impression in my mind. And I remember trying mushrooms for the first time a few uh, years later and uh, that really kind of just opened me up again to this other that there's this other thing going on yeah yeah yeah. so I think being open to that and I don't know um, I think drugs are are good yeah yeah. I mean they helped me yeah I didn't even know that I'm on drugs all the time yeah I mean I think they're great I think the right ones work for you I mean people take multivitamins and like herbs and you know yeah energy drinks like who I can't take a little acid and go on a trip if you're healthy of uh mind and and you know your body and your mind and you don't use it as a way to party and and be destructive yeah. and you just want to learn about yourself on it because yeah. that's what i think you like all psychedelics are it's just about learning yeah. about yourself even the fun ones that make you dance you still are yeah. in your mind the funny thing about our generation is that all the grown-ups told us drinks are bad yeah. don't do drugs and it's like dare to keep a kid off yeah drugs. and it's dare. like fuck off you guys were doing drugs like before we were born yeah. so shut up and let us you know everybody's like, been doing it yeah I mean, me my thing obviously is weed yeah. like i love weed it's like great. and the first time i smoked it it really did open up yeah a lot of creative doors that yeah. i didn't even know were there like the last time i did mushrooms which was like more than 10 years ago i had a horrible trip like i remember it was like a terrible time like i you know death in the family and, yeah. stuff. and then i remember i took mushrooms and i was like sort of like me and my ex-girlfriend were still kind of seeing each other but it was like sort of evaporating and stuff and i took these mushrooms and i was like by myself and and at that time her dad was like paying me money yeah. to, to pretend to write basically it was weird yeah. but like i took I, t- I took all these mushrooms like i bought them from my friend and then like i ate them and then at the time big fish was coming oh, it yeah. was out yeah and then i went to the spectrum and i watched big fish and that i just was a long co- time ago yeah it was yeah. a long time ago and i just couldn't get through the, the yeah. big fish <laughs> and then i like just went out and i drove all the way back to la from irvine and then i had this whole conversation with my mom on the phone and then i like i was just saying yeah i learned about these things while, you were tripping. Like, while i was <laughs> tripping and then do you want to hear the funny thing I come home and I was like talking to her about like serious shit, right? Yeah. And then like cuz it was just a terrible time. Yeah. And then I I'm outside and I know my I my, what do you call it my pupils? Yeah. They're like dishes. Yeah. Like they're huge, right? And then I know the second my mom looks in my eyes, she's going to know I'm on fucking I'm on something, yeah, right? Yeah. And then I said, "Mom, listen, I'm going through a lot of weird things." let me just go in the house and not look at you. Yeah. And she was like, okay. And then I was like, yeah, you know, and then I just went home. The worst thing about mushrooms though, is like that feeling of being tired afterwards. Yeah. But dude, uh, uh, what, uh, which drugs open, which doors you would say? Hmm. 
I would say mushrooms opens this doorway of like this connection to the earth, like yeah. connection to the trees and the grass and like everything that's alive. Yeah. Specifically things that are being grown in the planet. I feel like you become the mushroom in a way. So that's what opens it up to me. Like I feel this connection with that. And if I'm not around that, like I usually don't feel good. So yeah. like, I'm kind of drawn to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think LSD opens your mind up to your higher self. Yeah. That sense of self that's always like it's pumping your lungs and pumping your heart and, yeah. you know, making sure the digestive system is working. All those things that are happening automatically, yeah. there's also this higher being like the, I feel like we, that lives within us. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. Ideas are pulled from that. Right, right. And I feel like LSD opens your mind up to mm -hmm. that, like that you are like this superhuman thing yeah and you yeah. can control i remember the first time i did acid everything was in college for me it was ecstasy mushrooms <laughs> yeah. and acid i didn't abuse it i only did it a few times yeah. and those times left an impression but i remember the first time i did acid it was a very low dose um it was something really small it was like a half a blotter and i licked the foil i remember because they <laughs> everyone else like split it up yeah. and i smoked some pot and i was i was living with five other guys at the time in a three-bedroom in la and I lied on the couch and I began to trip. And I remember I had this insane feeling. Uh, the only way to describe it is there was like a straight up voice in my head wow. that I heard that I've never heard before. And it was like this, it was communication. It wasn't a voice, but yeah. it was communicating this idea of like, you have this body. I'm going to take you through like a tutorial on your body and show you how thoughts can affect your body. Wow. So I remember like showing me a good thought, like this is a good thought. And I felt totally relaxed and I could feel my blood pumping. And, yeah. and it was crazy, like feeling that, like this lesson, it was like a teacher. And then I remember the, it shifted to like, this is a negative thought, a fearful thought. And then I could feel my heart begin to beat and like the blood and everything clam up. And I could feel every sensation yeah, of yeah, the yeah. body's reaction yeah, yeah. to like basically love and fear in that moment. Which are the two. Yeah, which are the two things yeah. where, you know, you run your entire life on like those two things. But like that, um, that was like a, a crazy feeling. And LSD like opened my mind to that. I think weed opens you up to uh, just being open to ideas like uh, yeah. i think um sometimes our minds will throw away things but when you're stoned you're like oh mm -hmm. that's a good idea i'm gonna pursue that yeah you know and like i don't know but i think weed in moderation because for me weed really kills like the ambition to yeah. create so it makes you want to like lie around it's good for coming up with ideas i some of the times but like i said i don't sit down and try to come up with an idea to me you're about to fall asleep at night or you're in the shower or you're driving your car and then an idea will just crash into your mind yeah sometimes it's super loud other times it's just like you know this a stupid whisper. thing a whisper other yeah. times it's like vague but like you always feel the ideas come and it's just whether or not you want to you know pursue them or not yeah. some turn into bigger things and others turn into nothing yeah. and you know i think that you just for me it's like just make stuff and keep making yeah. things and, and and booze is just a social thing yeah. it's not like that the drug oh yeah Bo booze is for you know fun getting laid getting laid that's about it and like, i don't yeah. drink anymore so i don't get laid. oh good yeah <laughs> well not good yeah you get yeah. laid soon it's yeah. not worth it you know? you know what i think 
keep talking, I'm gonna take a rip. Oh yeah. And right. so 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 because I think I'm I sound you sound great. I sound boring. No, you sound I'm, good. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna take it. a rip. Yeah. Let's so see. Rick, uh, talk about. I'll do it. I'll do one too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll pack the bowl. Okay. You talk to the people. What just, am I talking about? Just uh, talk about... Um, they don't want it. What am I going to talk about? Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you a topic. Give okay. me a topic. Um, Syria. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> don't talk about Syria. Um, what about... Uh, when was the first time you smoked weed? The first time I smoked weed. Oh, man. I was uh, 13 years old. And um, I was at my dad's house in Arizona. My mom and dad split up when I was seven. We moved to Northern California from New Jersey, and he moved to uh, Phoenix, Tempe, Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix sounds better than Tempe, but he moved to Tempe. And uh, I was there, uh, for, I think, for like New Year's Eve or something with a friend. And we uh, somehow got his weed and smoked it. And then played Nintendo 64, and I thought I was high, but I wasn't. I smoked it a few more times after that and never got high, because the first time I got high, like really high, and this I heard this happens to people. It doesn't affect them. Yeah, it yeah, didn't affect yeah. me. The first time I smoked it. I did it for years, dude, yeah. like 13. It wasn't until I was like 16, and I smoked it at a friend's party, and I thought they dosed it with like fucking PCP or... Yeah. I swore I was dosed with something. Yeah. Like, I'm like, somebody dosed me because I'm tripping out right now. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, dude, you're just high for the first time. Yeah. I'm like, this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was so, yeah, like, yeah. anxious and crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah no, I remember. <laughs> the, more, the, f- the older you get, the more you just know. Like, yeah. That's, you're just stoned. I remember, like, hold on. I'm going to take this yeah. big rip from this big Zob. Oh, yeah. Zobs are the best bongs. Hold you on. Gotta, hold. I'm going to describe this Zob. It's a clear pipe that he's smoking out of, filled with smoke now going into his lungs. He's slurping up the beautiful smoke, and you should see the stem. It's covered in a barnacle of resin, and uh, Nas is going to pack another no, bowl. Yeah, so this Do is the smoke time. So everybody that's out there listening at home, if you're not driving, if you're safely at home, you know, smoke. This is the time to smoke weed right this now. This is a... <laughs> This is the first time I'm I've, I'm high on this thing. Oh, like, really? I, yeah, I've never done this. Right after we, we talked about it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I like how we're talking about movies and we just started talking it, about drugs. Hey, man. They're, <laughs> they're, they go Look, hand in hand. I think, like, you got to be careful. Like, obviously, these are illegal things, and I'm not, you know, I don't think that you should be stupid about it. But yeah. But I think, like, people should... We should be allowed to... Do yeah. what you want. Get a license to do psychedelics. Don't make them illegal. The thing that's that's kind of sad about just America. Oh, Rick is taking a big rip. Uh, sorry, folks, if I was a little boring before in the first four episodes in this one, but I, I I'm here. I love all of you. But listen, um, what was I gonna say? I forgot. Oh man, there's like a big cloud of smoke here. Hopefully the show. Uh, hopefully I get yeah. better. Let's see what happens. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me take. Let me kill. You you don't want the rest of this? No, you. Right, right, hold on. Uh, <laughs> that sounds so cool. Yeah. Um, sounds like a gong. Oh. Uh, did you smoke at all when you were doing it with Zendo? No, not at all. I took a break. Actually, I took like a nine month break of uh, baby time. Wow. I don't have a baby, but yeah, I mean, like, but you were giving birth. The, I took nine months. Yeah, I took no drugs. I said nobody. 
I don't want anyone bringing weed. Nobody bringing anything. Yeah. And uh, because we're on a bus, and if we get pulled over by the cops, it's liable. Like it's insane how much money we were spending each day. I didn't want to run that risk. And um, no, I didn't, and I didn't miss it. Like I can take off, no problem. I enjoy doing it though. It's fun. Yeah. Like, but I've been, you know, I use it at different times. I try not to. Yeah. Smoke in the daytime. Like I've never made like a short film high. It's hard. Yeah. I, I would be too, way too like okay. A couple times I tried to record something and yeah. I was high and I just couldn't do it. Every time I would say something, I would be like, fuck, that was wrong. Yeah. You know, and then I would go back and like, it's right. like you're too paranoid, especially yeah, if you're smoking you sativa. like a weird like uh, cycle in your mind. Yeah, yeah. When, it, when you're making stuff, you got to be free. Yeah. Like, you got to you gotta break it. And plus stuff. you have to communicate to people. Oh, yeah. You can't be like that. And yeah. it just, it instills a lack of confidence like within people. And for me, running a set... And running a successful movie, like a, a crew and cast, is like making sure they feel respected yeah, and confident. Yeah, yeah, If you're showing up stone, then people aren't going to... Unless that's part of the process. Yeah. I mean, we when we made Meet Me on the Mountain, you <laughs> know, uh, uh, me and uh, Machete Bang Bang ate mushrooms. Right. And, and then I you was... kind of were babysitting us. Yeah, it was fun. And I realized when making that, that's a stupid idea because uh, you don't want to make anything. You just want to sit in a tree and like you're like, what is going on? Yeah. And, uh, but I'm glad we did it. Like, we were in Echo Park. We were like in Griffith Park. Griffith Park. And she was like a dancer and she's dancing down the mountain. Yeah. Uh, but she's high on mushrooms. So we wanted to really do mushrooms because I didn't want to use fake mushrooms for the prop. You mm-hmm. know, I wanted to have real mushrooms because uh, that's what the whole plot was. So, you know, and then we, uh, Nas, you were great in that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I sent that to Ron. Oh, you did? Yeah. Nice. And, then he, and then he came into the shop the next day and he was like, is that not, like he was joking. He was like, yeah. is that not the Nas Brad? Because <laughs> I like, what am I saying? I'm See, like, yeah. I'm better, I think. <laughs> did it begin? At, at, because. You did it. I sound like an idiot. No, you, you don't. I don't? No, you okay. sound fine. Okay, cool. This is Hello? awesome. I'm having a great time. I, I'm having fun too. Yeah, this it's is just cool. now I'm having super fun because I'm high. Yeah. And I just want whoever's listening to it to also have fun i don't want to seem too amused with myself well, everyone yeah they should smoke pot too smoke right? weed right now yeah do it or wax get uh, out of wax dab rig too. I, that's too crazy wax is like smoking crack yeah I'm it not really down makes you like it it makes me stupid it makes me feel like a lowly person yeah i feel like a crackhead and then yeah. i wake up and i'm just so tired dude, yeah and i'm just like i'm gonna stay in this bed and you can't you gotta get up and yeah I'm just a slug on the ground i remember slithering. the first time i smoked wax like yeah. it was like i took acid or something yeah it's too it much. was it was crazy yeah and then like i started thinking no one like, wants to be that high yeah i started thinking like acid thoughts yeah. like like i was like oh my god like the world and you know this is a true thought though like the world is like the world right yeah. but we're here yeah. and it's this is our world yeah and i'm like <laughs> you know what <laughs> i, I know, mean yeah, yeah. and i was so tripping out and like it was crazy like because we had this family friend yeah uh she's the sis the sister of the girl that was in that short film that i made like the jane the yeah. wings and stuff and before she really cool girl and uh before she came, they're from like NorCal. She was like, "Hey, uh, do you want me?" Because she knew I smoked. She was like, "Hey, do you want me to bring a dab rig?" And then I was like, "Why? Well, what is that?" This was like three years ago or two years ago. And then she was like, "Oh, for wax." And I had no idea what any of this shit was. Yeah. And then she brings it, and it's me, her, and my brother, and we're just like outside, like away from the family and stuff. Yeah. And and it's like the weirdest thing because it's like I don't know. Have you seen The Master? Yes. Okay. Okay. You know how like. 
Joaquin... a lot of farts in that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how Joaquin Phoenix, he makes like this homemade hooch. Oh, yeah, the moonshine. And stuff. It was kind of like that. It was like, what the fuck is this? And then like I told the girl like all weekend while you're here. Yeah. Give me the wax. Yeah. Like just smoke me out with this wax because yeah. I love it, you yeah. know? But then I realized. Kills your tolerance. Oh, my God. Gone. You can't smoke fire And I anymore. thought hash was bad. You got to take like a two-month break. It's like it's stored in the new areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too much. It's It's not... It's not. It's, it's no, not proven too. It's not natural. Exactly. You know, if you're smoking flour, it's natural. Eating a mushroom is natural. Yeah, exactly. And what made me stop from ever picking up wax again is yeah. I saw how they make it. It's yeah. gross. Like it, they put a bunch of weed in a pipe and then they just pump butane. That's yeah. not natural. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Shame on people that smoke wax. No, no, we don't want to. We just don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, no, exactly. Like weed, it's like whatever. Yeah, you know, I don't think it gives you lung cancer or anything. It's just no, it's fine. Yeah, it's It's, good. Yeah, it's good. You know, everything in moderation. Yeah. Have I ever taken you to the dispensary? I remember when we in Venice. Yeah, the one that's on because it got set on fire a couple like, and then and then like they would want to been downstream with that smoke. Yeah, I I told my brother let's go and breathe and you know like. But yeah, do you still have? Is your card expired? Or are you still? No, I'm, a, I'm legit now. Oh yeah, I'm a legit guy. See, Rick, I haven't made my feature yet. Yeah, it's something I've always been really precious about, and I realize I have to take a break from the marijuanas. Yeah, like you did. You know? It helps. Yeah. You know, Warner Herzog, he said, uh, to, to only to make a movie, you only need ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I love him. Yeah. yeah, I think all you need is... Yeah, I mean, you know, like, but anyway. See, I'm. why am I talking about me? Let's talk about you. No, Nas, I think, like, you can make a movie today. You know what yeah. I mean? You can start it today. I have everything I need, man. So just do it. Yeah, exactly. See, you know, Rick, we don't need these people. No, you don't. We don't need them. You can make whatever you I want. I can put it on Vimeo. Yeah. I can put it on iTunes. It's work. This just... stupid podcast is on iTunes. Yeah. It's not hard to do these. This you know what I mean? This is a stupid podcast. See, the thing that I admire you, like, total respect. And by the way, f- fr- friends out there listening, Rick is one of my best friends. Like, he's like a brother. He is a brother. You know what I mean? I lo- we just gave a high five. Because I. it's like, he's one of those people that, like, growing up, and I hope someday some kid listens to this that feels the same way. Like, growing up, you feel like a freak. Because, especially you grew up in Northern California, yeah. right? Everybody's an idiot. Yeah. And, uh, or maybe in where I was, in Fremont. Yeah. Uh, and uh, nobody... No, it's a very agriculture town. A lot of farmers. Oh, really? That. Oh, so that's different. Yeah. I was in Fremont. Like, Fremont's kind of... And NorCal's like, it's got that vibe. Yeah, yeah. But, like, and everybody was... You probably didn't get this, but everybody was racist against me, Rick. They said, go uh, back and have sex with your camels. <laughs> and I said, no, I don't want to. Dude, kids are the meanest, dude. Oh, yeah. Nobody said that. But, like, one kid called me a fat Aladdin. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, but fuck it. You know, like, I'm still here, That's you funny, know. Bro. But anyway, uh, y- you go through life thinking, like, I'm some sort of freak. Yeah. And then you meet other people that are also freaks <laughs> yeah and and you're like oh i'm not alone yeah and then and then the, the the cool thing is the people that weren't freaks they've become squares and they're yeah. not cool anymore yeah and then the freaks have become cool <laughs> yeah you know but anyway. la's like definitely celebrates you know the freak you know yeah, I mean? like, yeah. they allow like people to kind of just be yourself yeah. you can be I, whoever you want i love like, la yeah but you can see, do whatever you, there's yeah. a sense of freedom here that you don't feel in like other towns. i didn't feel that in napa i know what you mean i remember when we moved there i was in fourth grade and 
there was definitely like you know it was your quintessential high school and middle school yeah you know driven by jocks and like yeah yeah. good looking girls that wouldn't want to talk to me but um you know i i just i made stuff back then too even in middle school yeah yeah. i make you know and i made a little like uh high school feature that we made when i was a senior and like got like kids to make it participate and you know when you were premiering it yeah tell the story about or if you want to but wasn't there something wrong with oh, it yeah. at the last uh, minute? Yeah, so we were editing on a nonlinear system. This was back in like uh, 1999. Uh-huh. And um, I was 17. The movie was called like Broken Strings. It was like 70 minutes long. And it was about like a couple of high school kids trying to get laid and like yeah. form a band. It was like simple, like American uh, pie ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, it was fun nonetheless. And I remember um, the date of the premiere. I had all these people like help with donations and like get us the theater and get us the lights. And so we had spotlights and like red carpet and limos and it was like a big production mainly because someone heard me on uh we had this public access talk radio and i went on there to promote the movie and because i knew i wanted to do a screening at the end of may and um this uh couple that ran like a production company you know i'm quoting my fingers Mm. they got involved they were very nice they put up money and like things like that because they believed in me, but it turned into like this big fanfare. So that kind of really like freaked me out. We're going yeah. back into like getting, you know, anxious. And I remember I didn't leave myself enough time to export and like test it uh-huh. before the premiere. Like I literally was editing up to the wire. I just didn't plan at the very end. So when I was exporting the movie with hours to go, literally hours to go before being there and getting driven down a limo, I couldn't export it. Like it would fail after 20 minutes. Everything would go out of sync and like it would just be off. My computer wasn't powerful enough and I just didn't think about that. And I remember I had a, like I was watching the the hands of time click down to the actual day, the time of when the movie was, you know, Uh to begin playing. And I'm sitting there in my room in like a tuxedo like dude, this is a funny story in my tux and uh, my family is all at the theater and like the limo drove down without me uh. <laughs> this is fun telling you the limo like drove i wasn't in the limo but right. all the, the cast and yeah everyone was waiting and yeah. like they were trying to keep it cool like where the fuck is rick <laughs> like he's in the movie and he's not even here and um i was in my bedroom and i realized it wasn't gonna happen and I remember, like, I had fucking ran down the steps, got in my car, shut the door, and just had, like, this mini, like, nervous breakdown for, like, yeah. five minutes, like, just screaming at the top of my lungs, like, in the car, like, letting it all out. <laughs> like, I remember that moment of just, like, fuck, crazy, dude, with the car shut, because I was, like, I was fucking, like, tears were coming down. I wasn't crying like I was sad. I was, yeah. like, fucking just angry yeah <laughs> and i fucking hit stop i grabbed the tape and i ran i had the vcr we were playing it off a of vhs that was hooked into a video projector yeah. this was a legitimate theater there was like 250 people there yeah. you know they were all there for me i made this movie in high school and like in this small little theater and it wasn't small it was big like it was a big fucking experience and right. um i remember running to the theater which was 10 blocks away with because my mom took my car for some reason with the fucking VHS player and the tape and I could see the spotlights in the air and like <laughs> I was like those spotlights are for me yeah. and here I am it's yeah. so unglamorous yeah. you know <laughs> but there was that moment of like fuck that dude I'm not gonna sit in my car and be like I'm not gonna show up so I came there everyone was like cheering me like there was so much love coming, yeah, coming yeah. from everybody yeah. it was insane like they were all so stoked yeah 
And I got up and I said, look, there's a problem. I only have the first 20 minutes of the film, but I want you guys all to come back tomorrow and you can come for free. We were charging like seven bucks a ticket. And um, so these people that put money up and helped, I think we're like pissed off because like, oh, really? Because we couldn't, <laughs> didn't make more money. Yeah. So anyway, um, we watched the first 20 minutes. Everyone loved it. And then the next day, I stayed up all night. We had someone bring over one of their super computers and we were able to export it successfully, the full movie. Oh, wow. And uh, the next day, in my mind, I was like, well, no one's going to, like, I bet they didn't like the first 20. Nobody's going to come back or it's going to be another audience. Because we always planned a Saturday screening and everyone from the Friday came back to the Saturday yeah, to yeah. watch it. And yeah. they wanted to see the whole thing. And like we did and was like, it was successful That's there crazy. and it was fun. But yeah. there was, uh, I still like got the experience but it was such a it's funny like thinking about it because like experiences in your past definitely inform like, yeah. who you are well, as a person i was gonna say did that because i remember when you did the kickstarter thing by yeah. the way isn't it funny how like sober i'm trying to be like charlie rose and then like <laughs> hi i'm just not i feel better but anyway uh, uh was that like because that sounds a lot like kind of the experience when you were doing the Kickstarter. Like there was this momentum and it yeah. was sort of, you know, like did that kind of give you like, I don't know. It seems like. The momentum a, of um, of what what specifically from the uh, high school? I, I don't know. Rick. No, no. I mean, just the experience of having people interested in what you're doing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, no. it gives you like, um, you know, I had that moment of, you know, that film and then I got was able to go to USC film school and like knowing that's where I could go. Like I got accepted there and having those two things and people that were interested. Yeah. I remember I won some like video maker award also like when at that age. So there was like I was following I was like this is what I wanted to do and things were happening and um yeah, it felt great. Like it yeah. just let me know like that's where I'm yeah. supposed to be. Rick, have you ever seen Badass with Mario Van Peebles? No. Where like, dude, you would love it. Yeah. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen about uh filmmaking yeah. ever. That's like awesome. because like the only problem with it is okay, this is the story of it, okay? Yeah. You know, uh there's this movie Sweetbacks Sweet Sweetbacks Badass Song, right? It's yeah. like the first they say, but I'm sure there's, you know, they always say this about like, you know, like they say about Halloween and stuff. Yeah. Like they, it, it was like an independent film by this guy, Melvin Van Peebles. He was a black dude, right? Yeah. And he made it because he was tired of like, and it's the movie that started the whole black exploitation thing. Yeah. Like after the studio saw that, like Shaft was originally going to be a white dude, I think. And then they were like, oh, let's make him black because that's, that makes money, you know, right. which is the only thing the stu these people understand yeah, anyway. They're lizard, you know? lizard people. Yeah, they're, they're, they're reptilians, you know. Watch <laughs> man, the documentaries, yeah. But uh, Have you seen those terrible documentaries? Yeah, yeah, my brother, my brother is fascinated with them. No, they're fascinated. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're terribly there was, fascinating. There was a video of Hillary Clinton, like, spazzing out, and it said that it was that was because her communicator... What? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so... <laughs> It was up. Yeah. Yeah, like her communicator got messed up. But like I, I but, believe it. But um so so he goes and independently makes this movie, right? Yeah. And he, the sh shit that he went through is like crazy, right? Yeah. The only problem with the movie now is A it was one of the first movies to be shot on the F900. It was oh, like, yeah. you know, and it so it kind of looks weird, but the problem with it is at some point when he was making it he ran out of money. Like, he ran out of money in post, right? Yeah. And do you know who signed him a check? Who? Bill Cosby. Really? Yeah. 
And then, so then in the, Whoa. this is funny now, because like in the movie, like this dude, <laughs> this dude plays Bill Cosby and he's like, hey, Melvin, what you doing? You know? And then he's like, oh, Bill, man, you know, I need some money. And then he's like, yeah, you know what you're doing, man, you know? And then he like signs him a That's check. That's in the movie? It's in the movie. And then at the end credits, uh, Bill Cosby himself because at the end of the credits, they take testimonials of all the people that were actually involved, yeah. right? And then Bill Cosby, like, says, like... He actually says a meaningful quote. Yeah. Like, he says, uh, uh, they say, uh, follow your dreams. Okay, but first you gotta wake up. And yeah, that's true. But hey, man, yeah. you've raped a million women. That's yeah, not yeah. cool, man. <laughs> you know, but... I have to see this movie. Yeah. No, I have it. You can borrow it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Every day, But there's this part... Sorry. Yeah. You want to talk? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's this part where, like... <laughs> <laughs> there's that guy you know that big dude he's in Brooklyn 599 oh I know what you're talking about uh, Terry Crews no uh, the, yeah yeah the big black yeah, guy Terry Crews yeah uh, he plays this guy named T right and he's like he's like a black panther dude yeah and then melvin van peebles uses him as a sound guy like he's like yo brother you want to get some experience as a sound there's a movie about making a movie yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah and it's a true story that's yeah. what makes it so cool except yeah. for the bill cosby part yeah. that kind of ruins I want it. To see this. yeah <laughs> so then like Oh, maybe I shouldn't ruin it to you, for you. No, no. No, no, it's not really spoilery. But yeah. there's this part where at some point when they were making the movie, right, the crew was, like, driving somewhere. And then these cops, because the crew was mostly minorities, the cops thought that they had stolen all the equipment. So yeah. they threw them in jail. Wow. And then, so then uh, Melvin Van Peebles, and dude, you you made Zen Dog, so you know yeah. you have to have this sort of tunnel vision, you yeah. know? Like, Melvin Van Peebles, his, his producer, who's played... This movie was, you know, again, it was on the F9, so it was a while ago. But, like, Ray, who's that dude in off, in The Office? That funny guy. Steve Carell? No, no, no. Rain Wilson? Rain Wilson. Is that what his name yeah. is? Rain Wilson plays the guy. He's, like, this hippie dude that, like, produces it with him, right? <laughs> and then... Uh, uh, he's like, yo, man, we gotta, we gotta bail out our people. And he's like, man, I don't have enough money to bail them out. You know, like I'm gonna go on to court on Monday. So he basically lets his crew stay in jail for the weekend, right? So then there's this part where they're shooting, and it's like after they come out of jail, and then like, uh, like you can like the Terry Crews T. Yeah. He's like th throwing attitude at melvin van peebles and then like and then the funny thing is about the movie mario van peebles plays melvin van peebles like his son plays him right and then uh sorry if i'm talking too no, much no. and then so then he uh says to yo t we got a problem and then he's like and then he goes like yeah brother we got a problem if i you know and he basically threatens him right and then melvin van peebles does the most inspiring speech as a filmmaker, you could ever hear, like really, like where yeah. he's like, dude, like if you have a, if you have a problem with, you know, what does he say? He's like, if you have a problem with staying in jail or something like blah, 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 this is our war. Yeah. And it's, this is bigger than me. And if you ever, you know, feel a certain way, don't ever threaten me again. Just step to me and take me the fuck out. Cause I'm really, cause I, I will have to take you seriously and I'll have to, you know, and then he goes like, uh, uh, you a big motherfucker, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I ain't fought fair in a long time. You know, no, no, fuck, I'm so high. But like, no, he's like, he's like, he's like, in a fair fight, you'd beat my ass. But I ain't fought fair in a long time. And it's very inspiring. Right? I, I I'm sorry, it. I just took all the time. No, I'm no, sorry, <laughs> I'm an idiot. But no, no, but, uh, but yeah, Rick. Yeah. 
thanks for helping me on fabulous life of neons yeah or dping on that yeah that, that was, was fun that was, was a good experience that, i want to do other stuff do you know what's funny yeah we should always like yeah. but we're brothers you know yeah. in the arts yeah but like uh that girl that got her tongue ripped out yeah i want to have her on this thing because yeah. she's a poet and uh she invited me once because i wrote like a small part for her in this thing that i wanted to do and she invited me to this poetry night oh that's cool and she did like poetry and stuff oh, nice. so, that's that's not movie related so but, yeah like, but i would find a way like i would say like like talk to her about Take poetry. Her dinner, no 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 <laughs> no i'm i'm not i'm no bill cosby but anyway well you took the bill from dinner to bill <laughs> <laughs> no i mean dude i mean honestly i let's let's let, let's talk about this for a second Anytime I talk to any girl that I want to make like a short film or anything, yeah. you know, like if I have, I'm so screwed up as a person. <laughs> I don't. You're fine. The, I don't like get romantic with anyone. Yeah. I always channel it into some sort of art. Yeah. Because I'm afraid of love, Rick. Well, you love your art. Yeah. So. And I'm afraid of love. You can't be afraid of love. I know, I know, I know. But I, no, I'm just, you know. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid that like, I don't know. I guess a part of me would have to grow up or something. I don't know. What like do if, if I... If are I, you if, afraid of having to change? Yeah. Or, yeah, but that's just the wrong person for you. Though. You're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's someone out there that'll just love you for who you are. You know who you are, Jackie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I know. So yeah, whatever. No, that exists. <laughs> huh? That exists. Like someone for you that'll just care about you for you yeah. if you want that. You yeah, know. I think you know. I don't but know, but it's... I mean, dude, it would be inhuman not to want someone to get you. You know. Like, yeah. But yeah, how are you with the love? And... <laughs> <laughs> love life. You know. Yeah. Love is great. It is good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. It is what life I've is. I've been celebrating solitude. That's good, nice. man. Me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I've joined the the ranks. Of, yeah, you, <laughs> that's why I say you should you should start taking Game of Thrones seriously. Yeah. No, as a single man, just, can't watch just it. move in with your parents. No, yeah, yeah. So no, I, can't it's a, I can't even keep like care of a plant. Both my plants are dead. Really? Like you know, it's just just me. But dude, I mean, you were in relationships for so long that yeah. you should be on your own and you know, yeah, like no, for a while and it's stuff. Nice. It's, you know, it's good. Did, have you ever seen Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, the the three colors trilogy no. and one of them Juliet Binoche is in it no but like one of them like her like family dies like in a car accident and it like liberates her yeah and and, and not, I mean even though that's terrible like yeah. nobody you know but like I don't know like some it, sometimes it is nice to be solitude and yeah sort of alone with sort of reflect you know. on yourself and, and and you you know I know you're probably like really you know just thankful for everything yeah I've got a lot of female people around me <laughs> yeah like, that doesn't mean that goes away but yeah you know it's uh yeah it's nice not to have any kind of relationship yeah thing going on yeah, yeah. where um and I, i'm open to that but it just i feel like life is timing and there's like a time to just it's just you don't want to force anything no that's and yeah. you know i'm you know 34 years old so i'm getting to that 34 yeah oh, i just wow. turned 34 i'm 33 oh nice yeah. But you know, you know how like there's this you accept more, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't you don't want to try exactly. You don't want to like have to 
be someone you're not. That's when you were 20. You're like to fucking yeah. like, bend and adapt. <laughs> and I know like a relationship is all about compromise, but I guess everyone has their limit of compromise of who they want to be. And I yeah. think like a true loving relationship has to come from a place of acceptance. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like you accepting are... the negative and the positive because no one's perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's I'm, like finding someone that's like, okay, I see everything. It's like finding Nemo, dude. Yeah. You gotta find Nemo. It takes a long time. And you gotta, and you gotta, and you gotta put up with Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> no, Do you think she's kidding. in the Illuminati? I think they all are. Oh, no, I'm just... I've been trying to get into that cult. I'm, I'm like... Uh... Are you Illuminati? <laughs> I just know Illuminati because of that. Uh, there was an episode of that cartoon Gargoyles. Do you remember that cartoon? No. Oh. They talk about the Illuminati. There was yeah, like, and that's how I know it. And then all of a sudden, I heard Tupac like, "Oh, dude, Tupac." <laughs> I think people say. I think people say uh, they yeah. the Illuminati killed took Tupac, but I think the people also say the Illuminati took out Stanley Kubrick. Really? Yeah, they were saying how. Um, yeah, eyes wide shut. Dude, I have to show you these dudes that that added me on Facebook, the Ferrera brothers, because their whole movie is about the Illuminati. But like, they're from oh, Italy. We're talking about it right now. Yeah, they're from they're from Italy, and like they're. Wait, I can't say this. I can't goof on. I'm not goofing. No, 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 never mind. They're really good guys. I I wish them all the luck on their film. <laughs> But like their, their their film is about the Illuminati. I just oh, thought yeah. that was interesting. I mean, yeah. But they seem like, and it seems like their movie is really good. I just think they have a uh, a great name. You know, it's fun to say the Illuminati. F- yeah, 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 Illuminati. Yeah. It's like illumination, Illuminati. It's Illu- just, it's funny, Rick. It's a fun word. Yeah, I feel like when you say it, you know, the portal opens up. Illuminati. <laughs> it's like Beetlejuice. Illuminati. Rick, you're all Italian. I'm a half Italian. Oh yeah, yeah. That's cool. The other half, I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> my both my grandpas are full Italian, Sicilian, and uh, Northern Italian. Oh yeah. And they married uh, very fair-skinned white oh, women, oh. white women with a mix of Scandinavian, Irish, English, and German. Yeah. And um, you know, and then. Yeah. Have you seen any good movies lately? Have I seen any good ones? I saw Stranger Things. Is that good? Oh. Everybody says. It is very good. Yeah? Yes. It's and it's awesome. the perfect length. It is fun. It's just a fun show. Really? It's really well She's coming from you because you're pretty... Oh, it's great, man. Great characters. Just great fun. I like, gotta, I... You would love it because it has so much... So, so many references. You can see all the influence. Yeah. Like, But from... it's not obnoxious about it. No. It's, it, yeah. it's its own thing. To yeah. me, it's like these people, that the Duffer Brothers, like just loved... You know, as we all did, those movies, TV shows, video games, yeah. specifically Zelda, and like taking those things and then spitting out like this idea. Yeah, like it's yeah. definitely its own thing, but it feels like it's from that time, you know. Yeah. But it's not obnoxious. No. It looks really good. And my, it's my awesome. brother said it was good too. Yeah. I, the first one, I was like, it was a little slow and then it picked up, and uh, I've got one more to go. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good show. Is it very emotional too? Yeah, it's yeah. An emotional roller coaster. Oh wow! It's a it's awesome. Do you know which show I've been? It's I, like Goonies with ET with Twin Peaks. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I gotta get it on. Do you know which show I saw the whole season of, and I think it's amazing. Preacher. Oh, I heard about that one. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so good, and yeah, it looks amazing. It yeah, yeah, no, no, it's like, uh, it's good. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Rick. 
Nice. Um, this was amazing. That was fun. And I liked how it got better. My, my end of it got better when I smoked weed. Yeah. I so, thought you were fine all the way. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm not an idiot. I don't, I didn't mean to say. Yeah, you I'm, shouldn't say you're an idiot. That's, that's stupid. Yeah. I'm stupid. No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but Rick, thank you so much for doing yeah, man. this. This was fun. This was a lot time. of fun. Please return. Yes. And definitely. dude, dude, by the way, the Horathon episode yes. is gonna be a fuck fest of I'm drugs down. and and we're gonna go to the arrow to watch a million nice. horror movies that they show, and then we're gonna come back here crazy. Drink blood. Drink liquor. You guys. I don't drink. Drink blood. Drink blood. And then open and then, the portal. Yeah, and just open the portal and then and talk about the crazy experience we had. I'm down. Okay. Rick? Nice. Um, is there any like inspirational quote you'd like to leave us with? <laughs> <laughs> um, you want me to do it now? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's just... <laughs> Beautiful. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, I don't really have a quote. No, just that uh, was an unfair thing to spring up. Put on me on. Put the spotlight. Yeah, on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just that when I edit this together at the end, I put this music. Oh yeah. And then it sort of like goes dun 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 dun, and then it just sort of like <laughs> can I like it, can I just sing to it? How about this? How about this? How about this? Whatever I say, just say that's right. And then that'll be the last. That's right. Okay. No, no. Okay. okay. That's right. <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, Rick. Hey. This was a fun time. That's right.